Hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Let's do it. Let's get to it. It is happy, happy Friday. And I hope it has been a great Friday for you. I actually can't say the same for me. And I'm I'm really disappointed with something that happened today. Um, But at the same time, I'm really happy about something that happened today. So I'm going to actually talk about two extremely different experiences. There was the amazing experience of somebody that I met. And then there was a very horribly disappointing, crazy, this has never happened to me experience with another passenger that I had. Both of these were passengers. Um, so sometimes people start with the good and then they finish with the bad. I don't like that. I like to start with the good and then finish with the bad. So I'm going to start with the good. My life as a rideshare driver, I tell you, man, and my life as a rideshare driver during pandemic 20 freaking 20 and how the world is cray cray. I mean, like, seriously, like this stuff, this what's going on brings out the best in people and it brings out the worst in people. And we are not even through with 2020. So I don't even know God, God be with us. Okay, so I'm not going to I'm not going to try to have a 30 minute podcast uh, episode. I'm going to try to keep it at a 20 minute. So I'm going to talk about the bad and I'm not going to try to talk about the bad as much as the good because it was an amazing experience. Uh, I got to to meet a really awesome, wonderful girl and I'm going to talk uh, a lady rather and I'm going to talk about her. But first, I'm going to talk about the rude person. So this was towards the end of my uh, driving today and for the really all day nobody had a problem wearing their mask nobody had a problem putting their mask on i mean everybody was pretty much having they already had their mask prepared uh it was already on before they even got in the car and that was really cool and i'm like wow you know people are starting to get it you know the more rises the, the more with the rises the case of the of the corona rising the more people are starting to see that this is serious and we need to take it serious and we need to do our part and uh, just FYI, Dallas had been already, you know, mandatory mask wearing when you go to essential places. Um, and just found out today that Fort Worth is doing the same starting. I think it started at 6 p.m. today that where the, the city is enforcing wearing the masks uh, when you go to public places, essential places and including uh, shutting down the bars. So now the bars are closed again uh, because of the spread of the virus and Texas is is kind of is 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 the hot spot I think in America. I know I think California has joined with it. So it's Texas, Florida, um, Arizona and now California are the four big places or the, the areas that have the biggest amount of virus cases and they're going up and up and up. All right, so again, thinking everything was getting better and people are doing what they should be doing, I got corrected. <laughs> so before I picked up this really rude, nasty person that I am praying for and I or need to do some praying about, I picked up a young dude. So I picked up this young dude. Um, he, he approached my car and he had a smile on his face and I'm like, yeah, cool. I always like to see people smiling, of course. And, uh, so since before he got in the car, I said, uh, I started putting my mask on. I said, sir, do you have your mask? And then his, he went from a smile guys to a, not a frown, but an anger face, like a, like I'm upset that you even said something, but he had a mask. He put it, you know, it was in his pocket and he took it out put it on and then he got in the car and as soon as he got in the car he slams the door 
doesn't look at me and I just confirmed that are you so-and-so because it's it's I should have done it before we got in the car but I just wanted to confirm that this is the person and didn't look at me didn't say anything and then I said are you so-and-so and And he's like yes and then I, I, I the way he said it I was like sir are you upset with me for asking you to put the mask on or if you had a mask and he's like no I'm like like a baby guys like a like a little child that's gotten in trouble and I'm I'm like okay all right no worries it's a beautiful day supposed to rain but it didn't so just moving on all right and then about three minutes into the ride so it's about a five to six minute ride but three minutes into the rides I kid you not I look in my rearview mirror and he had taken it off why do you think I would ask you if you had your mask to put it on while you're in the vehicle? If do you think it's just so, hey, somebody's watching, so make sure you put it on, but then when you get in the vehicle, you can take it off? Like that's so moronic. I'm sorry, it's it's silly. I'm using the word silly because silly is the word is my my go-to word for things that are way beyond silly where I want to use vocabulary that is more of the not nicer meanings. So I'm going to say silly. That was silly. So I said, sir, please keep your mask on the entire time you're in the vehicle. He just looks at me, puts it on. And I said, and if you don't want to do that, I, I can drop you off right now. And he doesn't say anything. Does not say, just stays quiet. And I give, give him, you know, I take him to his ride, to his, such disrespect and rude. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I am that old lady in the rocking chair with the pipe saying, like on Mondays, people respected you for trying to do your job. People respected you for giving them some service. But it's not the case. Like, I didn't need that flack. Again, I'm just doing my job. I'm going out, doing my job, wanting to keep myself protected, wanting to keep you protected, and doing the things that we are told are mandatory. It is not a voluntary thing. It is a mandatory thing. It's compulsory that we wear masks now. And with the fact that that the virus cases are going up and up and up, that should be a reminder that, yeah, we need to be doing what we need to do. I'm in a freaking car. I'm in a small car. I'm not in a smart car. Granted, I'm not in a tiny, tiny car, but I'm not in a big, giant yacht Tahoe either. Not that that matters. We should still wear a mask. But yet I'm getting flack for that, for, for... I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Because even at the beginning, when I didn't really think I needed to wear a mask, I still, when I walked into a store in Dallas and the lady was like, put your mask on and she wasn't very nice about it, I still went out to my car, got my mask and came back in. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So I'm like, okay, well, one out of 20 people, not bad. Then I get another call to return back to that same location that I dropped off that guy to pick up somebody and I get there, but it's a different, different ride service uh, app that I'm using to pick up this next person. I pull up and I see that this lady, this older lady is not wearing, wearing a mask or even has a mask near her or anywhere. So I just quite, just quite, you know, not questioned her. I asked hi ma'am. As I'm putting on my mask on, I go, do you have a mask? And she's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, okay, well, I have an extra one. She goes, okay. And then as she's getting closer to the car, she's like, well, my kids don't have a mask. We're going to go pick up my kids and they don't have a mask. And nobody's ever, I've been riding, I've been driving, I've been riding an Uber or Lyft or whichever one of them. I can't remember which one it was. And none of the drivers have told me that I needed a mask. There lies the problem. If other drivers aren't doing it, 
makes it so hard for the drivers that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's just a problem. I don't know if you agree with me, but that's a problem. At any rate, I said, well, it is, it is required now that all, uh, and she's like, well, that doesn't go into effect until 6 PM because remember Fort Worth is going to go into a citywide mandatory mask wearing. And I said, no, that's separate. Lyft and, and, and Uber and all of them have been requiring this for a couple weeks now. Well, no driver has ever, so she's got a cops and attitude with me guys. And I'm like, dude, okay. Hope just calm down, calm down. You've had a good day. You've had a good day. You've had a good, don't, just let it go. Sweat off the back. Whatever. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. She starts, she gets in the car and she's uh, mumbling, I guess. And I said, ma'am, if, if you're not okay with this, I can cancel the ride and you can get another rider. No. Oh God. Just go. Just go. Now I'm like, what? Am I your servant? You know, I don't need that kind of attitude. I don't need that kind of treatment. This is my car. And I'm not going to let you talk to me as if I'm, you know, somebody that you should be speaking to so, you know, like demanding. I don't know. It was almost like, just go already. Stop talking about it. I've got the stupid mask on. But now I, you know, I've got to think about the other people that are going to be getting the car that don't have a mask and her uh, attitude. And she did have, you had to be, this is why I need to be video recording this stuff. But she did have an attitude of disdain of like, I done, this is silly that I have to wear this mask. Nobody else is making me wear it, but you, bad girl. And at that point when she like said, just go, I'm like, all right, ain't nobody got time for that. And this is my car and you're not going to talk to me like that. And I looked at her and said, ma'am, I'm going to cancel this ride and you're going to have to get another ride. So please have a good day. Please exit my vehicle. And she actually, she actually said, no, I'm not getting out no, I'm not getting out. And I said, ma'am, if you do not get out of my vehicle, I will call the police. Oh my God. F-U-C-K-U. You stupid B-I-T-C-H. Yes, yes, yes. That's what she said. I've never. Oh, it gets, oh, it gets better. And I looked at her and I'm not, I'm not lying. I, I, I did. It did hurt me. And it did upset me. And I just looked at her and I said, well, I hope you don't love Jesus with that kind of behavior. And then she didn't like that. And she goes, well, if you were a Christian, and then I just was like, please exit my vehicle. She exits the vehicle after cussing me out, I think again. And then she leaves the door open on purpose. And I was like, "Uh, can you please shut the door? Still, guys, I'm still not being a rude person. And she was like, no, you got to have to close it. So I get up out of the car, go around the car. And as I'm going around the car, she said something about me being gay. Yeah, you heard me right. And I said, excuse me? She goes, you look like a dyke. I'm wearing shorts and a ball cap and a, and a kind of cute shirt, I might add, that says thankful and blessed. And she proceeds to say, you look like a dyke. Wow. Wow. First of all, that says a lot about a person. If they can go to that level of derogatory words of calling me names as if she's putting me down. It's just takes a, it takes a special kind of person to be that way. Secondly, I just, I was just like, what are are you really? That's really, you know, you're wow. Classy, something like that. And I said, Oh my gosh. And what does, if, 
I'm torn, guys, because it doesn't matter how I'm dressed. I've spoken this, spoken to you guys about this before. I can dress whatever way I want. I would dress the way I want to. I dress very comfortably. I've always been tomboyish. I've always had a sportiness about me. That doesn't mean I'm gay or a lesbian or bisexual or anything. And it doesn't matter even if it was, even if I was one of those categories, nobody should be called those things because she didn't mean it uh, in any way, but a negative way. She was trying to put me down and trying to say something as if that's a bad thing. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't accept that. That is horrible homophobic behavior. And I can't imagine if I would have been black, she would have called me the N word on top of it. It just, it, it really did hurt me though. I'm not going to lie guys. It affected me. Like it hurt my feelings that somebody would do such a thing because I've never been treated that way. I've never been spoken to that way. And I've never experienced kind of like hate speech, hate verbiage, you know, and that's what she was doing. I was being, she was being hateful to me and in general, but then on top of it, when she saw what, when I got out of the car and I'm wearing a pair of shorts and, and van shoes and, and what, I don't know what it was about my presence that made her think or think that that was okay to talk to me like that. It just hurt. And I remember after that, you know, I wrote a thesis to, to the rideshare services and told them about this person's behavior, what they said to me verbatim, pretty much. And the kind of homophobic, uh, hateful speech speaking should not be tolerated. And I'm thankful that the rideshare service companies are not companies that tolerate, uh, discrimination and hateful speech, 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 uh, stuff. And, uh, yeah, and they, they responded quickly to me, told me they're sorry that I had to experience that, make sure that, you know, they wanted to make sure I had the person's name. And I said, you know, I gave them the name and they said that they're going to report this further. And uh, they might even give me a little bonus, some kind of bonus or something for, for having to, to have that experience or something. They really took care of me. They were really kind and very, very caring. And I really did appreciate that from them. But it was just horrible, guys. It was it was really horrible. I called one of my best friends in Colorado and, and she said, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But then I called my mother. And when it comes to my mother, I'm a little bit more emotional. And, uh, and I, I, I kind of started crying. I'm not going to lie. I kind of, you know, was like, that was hurtful. You know, mom, that I've never experienced such hateful, you know, stuff, um, in all my life. And I've had a lot of life to live. And I just, well, okay, I can't say never because it was it's in my in hope through cancer in my book. I do talk about uh, a similar experience uh, from an American woman that I was living uh, when I was in Saudi Arabia, and the stuff that she said was was pretty close to how this woman was talking to me. But you know, I was just I'm just an emotional being. I'm very emotional, and after everything was taken out from the first uh, battle with cancer, you know, I think it, it made me even more emotional. So yeah, that was just a really bad experience, guys. And and I and I do pray for her. I pray for this lady because she must have uh, she must not. I don't think she's living a life where she's happy to to do such things, to say such things, to be that volatile. And and I do you know, we have to pray for people like that. They say, pray for your enemies. So I will pray for her, but I am also saddened because I've only experienced that now, I guess two times in my life. And it was like, 
you know, eight years ago when I first experienced it or, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seven years ago. And so two times in all my life to experience that. But I think about people of color and how people talk to them and they use the N word and they use other derogatory words. And I think about the transgender folks and how they get treated and how people even kill them and people of color get killed as well. So I, I just, people that, that get treated that on a daily basis on a normal basis, I just, it breaks my heart because I'd never want to be talked to that way. I, I would never talk to somebody that way. And, uh, and I just thank God that I have Christ in my heart to be a forgiving person. Um, and, and I will let this go because it, it serves no purpose to stay inside of me and, and the, the hurt that I felt from it. But I felt like it was worth sharing to you guys because, Gosh, I've said it before, but we need to pray for America. We need to pray for the world. And maybe we can all just do our best to be even kinder from these situations. Um, And to remember that, you know, I will, like I said, I will pray for her, but I will not tolerate being spoken to that, being spoken that way. You know, I know Jesus said, turn your cheek. And, you know, I didn't... um, I didn't say anything to her. Like, I, there were things that I wanted to say to her. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to say a lot of things to her, but I refrained uh, from from saying things that I wanted to. And I, my mom's like, well, that's that's the difference between you and that person. You know, you, you were able to control your tongue. And I really, really am doing my best to, to, to not say the things that I want to say um, because I'm going to be saying that out of hurt and anger and emotions. And that doesn't get us anywhere. You know, that just, you know, anger begets anger and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, so that was my experience today with a very, very rude, unhappy, uh, woman. Um, and it all started with, do you have your mask? So this is, this is the life that we're living today. So, but the good outweighs the bad the good outweighs the bad and I may not talk about this lady as long as I've talked about I promise to talk longer for the one that was good more than the one that was bad but I I apologize I got that wrong now switching to the amazing person that I met her name is Jessica and she even said she didn't mind if I used her name Um, she is a bright vibrant energetic young lady and she said that she's in her late 30s but I still call her a young lady because she's you know a decade or more younger than me so anyway guys she is a three that's right you heard me three time cancer survivor thankfully the cancer was were found early but it doesn't matter she just I think she still had to go through cancer treatment with just chemo but she had three separate cancers I forget which parts of her body but three and and starting at a very young age and there was a time when the doctors were like you might not be able to have kids so her story is incredible and I and I told her I said I hope you decide to write your story because you have a story that's inspirational and motivating and I would love to read it one day and in fact I gave her a free copy of my book Hope Through Cancer and told her you know maybe this will have you be motivated to write your own story when the time is right. Because, you know, she actually met the love of her life as well. Um, 
um, half a year ago. And this is another part of her awesome story. So she had three bouts of cancer. She was told that she can't have kids. Now she's getting married and she is expecting her and her fiance are expecting a child. Yes. She's almost, you know, pretty much the textbook miracle person. And, uh, and the thing about meeting her fiance is that she actually went, she said something about, she went over, she went on over 200 first dates because she's all about just, you know, being blunt, telling that the person that she's on a date with, this is what I want with my life. This is what I'm expecting. Are you good with it or not? Kind of a thing. And I'm, and I'm probably messing it up. And Jessica, if you're listening to me right now, I apologize. Maybe I can have you on my podcast as a guest. I hope because I know you would inspire a lot of people and you've got such energy and, and I love the way you talk. You, you talk probably as fast as I do. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you're just a cool gal altogether. So, I mean, she just really just gave me a lot of, a lot of hope. She gave me a lot of optimism and she just made me smile all around. And I'm very, very thankful that I got to meet her and that I gave her a copy of my book and that I hope that I can, you know, uh, she'll reach out to me and maybe she could be one of my guests, um, on this, uh, podcast in the future. So, yeah. So there are good people out there despite their circumstances, despite what they've gone through in this world, they are still ball of energy. They're still optimistic. They're still, people who can inspire and motivate others and she did that for me and I hope maybe there was a small part of me maybe in my book that will inspire her as well and that guys that's what it's all about yes there is bad in this world yes there are people that are not nice in this world unfortunately but the good outweighs the bad and the good will always outweigh the bad I truly believe that. I firmly believe that. And I'm going to hold on to meeting Jessica as what I will focus on today. And the other people that I met today, I met some really cool people today. Them and Jessica will be what I'm going to try to do my best to focus on and not that ugly, nasty person that said the nasty derogatory words at me because uh, the good outweigh the bad. And I will say a prayer for that nasty person. Um, yeah. So I don't know what you've gone through today or going through right now, but I hope you remember to smile and I will leave you with that. There is a song by Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin. If you get a chance, go on YouTube and search for smile by Kirk Franklin and watch the video and, and, and just listen to the words of that song because that word is, that song is powerful and it's positive and it's amazing. And it is, by the way, a song that I was listening to right before the doctors told me in December of 2011 that they thought I had ovarian cancer. That was the actual song I was listening to. And I was listening to Christian music because it's so big a part of my life but I was also I was always I was kind of preparing myself for bad news because I felt like something bad is going on with my body and the way the nurse looked at me and told me hey the doctor's gonna come and talk to you when I asked her what's up and by the fact that she didn't want to say anything so the doctor's gonna talk to you and 
She almost looked like she had tears in her eyes and said something about you're so young. And I knew that there was something not uh, great coming. And so I turned on my music. I think I had my laptop and I listened to this song called Smile. And so if you get a chance, look it up. Smile by Kirk Franklin. And I hope it makes you smile. I did go over 20 minutes. I'm almost at, I'm over 24 minutes. I apologize for that. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay positive, stay safe as much as you can, guys. Uh, As always, God bless you. And I will see you on the flip side. Bye for now.